So I never really put like my microphone in the right spot on the first try, pause. So today I did and I'm really happy about that. Um, wow. Hey y'all. Welcome to the This Is 30 podcast. It's your host, Jernique, live from HTX. You feel me? If you hear a little bit of an echo, it's because I'm in my new apartment and it's kind of like still empty. So, um, you know, I don't know, maybe the sound effects will be really good because I know like singers like to sing in like empty rooms because the echo is really, really good. I don't know if that's the same for podcasters, but you know, I am here and I'm loving Houston thus far. Um, the last two months have been a little crazy, but not too crazy, um, But I really wanted to like I've been fiending to record a podcast and it's just that I um, I I did not have my podcast equipment. It was like um, locked up in boxes and then I finally was able to get it out and I was like, let me pod. But I've been writing down stuff. Um, about things that I want to talk about. Um, But first, I kind of just wanted to tell y'all about like my move and how it was moving from New Jersey to Houston. Um, I just want to give a shout out to my friends um, for helping me, for taking stuff, for reposting stuff so that I could sell it. Um, A big shout out to Quatley and Shirley because they were like with me in the trenches um, the day it was time to leave my apartment, helping me clean and get everything out. Guys, leaving an apartment or leaving just a house that you've been in for years is so hard. I was like, that was probably the hardest part about this whole process because it was like my stuff, I didn't realize I had so much stuff. And it was like, every time I thought the house was gonna be empty, it still was like a hundred more things. So it would frustrate me. I had like a lot of outbursts where I was just like wanting to cry and just, you know, be frustrated. I also like was really frustrated because I gave away a lot of stuff for free. And I also just like, I gave away a lot of stuff for free. And like, I feel like maybe if I would have just planned this out just a little bit better, like and budgeted for it a little bit better, then I probably would have been able to save a lot more of my things. But I literally decided I was moving to Texas in January and I did not start like mailing stuff until like April. I should have really been mailing stuff since January. Like, but um, all in all, I used um, I used FedEx to ship and FedEx cost me about a thousand dollars to ship. I'm pretty sure I shipped like 15 boxes. Um, most of them being at least nine of them being large boxes. Um, so I don't think that's that bad, but a lot of those boxes were just like my clothes and my shoes. Um, and they all made it here safely. Um, so yeah, leaving Jersey was the hardest part. Um, I drove down here, um, and it took me two days. I just, I have drove, I have 
Hmm. I drove to Texas before with my mom. I think I told y'all that on an episode, but I drove to Texas before with my mom and it was like a crazy experience. I'm not going to go through it again, but it was crazy. Um, but this time, so this time when I was leaving, I was just a little nervous because I'm like, I'm by myself and I like really don't want anything to happen to me. I don't want my car to give me any troubles or none of that. So, um, I decided to drive because Texas, well, Houston is about 24 hours, 23 hours from Elizabeth, New Jersey. So I decided to split my trip in two days and stay in Tennessee overnight. Um, So that's what I did. I drove 12 hours plus the first day. I literally woke up at 4 a.m. and got on the road. And I probably got to Tennessee around, I want to say like 6 p.m., yeah, 6 p.m. or a little after I got to Tennessee. Um, and then I woke up the next day around 8 or 7-ish, 8. I checked out of the hotel and got on my way again. And I made it to Texas on the, I left on the 5th. I left on the, I think I left on the 5th or the 6th, actually. I left on the 6th and I made it to Texas on the 7th. Um and the next day, and my car didn't give me any problems. Um, you know, doing, a, I don't mind driving. I feel like I've been driving long distances a long, for a long time. Like, I told y'all I spent a lot of time in Virginia and New Jersey, like back and forth when I was in high school. So I learned how to drive from Virginia to New Jersey. Like, I was doing that when I was 18, 17 years old. Like, it was not a thing. It was like a normal thing for me. So I don't mind driving long distances, but still 12 hours at a time is not easy. You know, I had the help of my friends talking to them on the phone for hours. I listened to audiobooks, music, podcasts. That's really what helped me um, the most to like just take the edge off. There were some times when I did get tired, um, but you know, I listened to the whole, I think G-Unit album, that got me really hyped. Um, and just like really rah-rah music to keep me awake. Um, so yeah, the travel down here was not bad. Um, and since I've been here, I really, really cannot complain. Everything has just been falling um, in place very wonderfully, very nicely. Um, I really haven't been stressed or anxious about anything, which for me is just like validation for like this being a good, um, this being a good move for me or good transition in my life. Um, so I'm just really happy. I mean, I really just have three complaints about Houston thus far, and hopefully I remember all of them. Number one is, traffic and the highways like I feel like every time you have to go somewhere in Houston or here in this area it feels like you're going on a journey like everywhere is so far because the damn place is so big and there's always traffic so it's like that's a little annoying and or it's not annoying it's just gonna take some getting used to um, in addition, there's like these roller coaster, roller coaster like overpasses here that are very scary and I do not like them, but they're like everywhere. Like you have to use them to get to mad places. And it's just like these things look, they like, they really look like 
roller coasters and like they're just on the highway you know when you see those towns like I feel like you see them in like aerial photographs of like Seattle and places like that where you'll see the highway over I don't think we have them like that in Jersey like we don't have I we I never seen we do have overpasses that are scary but we don't have the ones that just be in the air like crazy like Texas. So I have to get used to that. Um, in addition to that, listen, the mosquitoes out here are different. I say this to you and I feel like I just got bit this morning, like in my head, like on my forehead and the mosquitoes, like they don't, they don't stay outside. They come into your house. Like they think they can come in your house. Like it's kind of crazy. I don't know, but adjusting to these mosquitoes I hadn't got bit in like a week and a half I thought I was in the clear but child I guess I'm not and I was outside yesterday so like um I got bit too on my legs it's just like uh the mosquitoes out here are really different and let me see I think there was like one more thing I have an issue with but I can't think of anything like thus far that I have a problem with when it comes to Houston I'm I'm loving it. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Yeah, I'm I can't complain. So um other than that, that's really how my trip went. That's how I got here. Um if you have any questions, because I know a lot of y'all like when I post in my kitchen and stuff and just that I'm in Houston, a lot of people have been telling me like how they're ready to move out of New Jersey and you know, they're just they don't know what's keeping them back, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up. Like, I'm all down for talking and whatever. Um, clearly, I haven't been here for much, like, that long. So it's only but so much um, advice or info I can give. But I can just tell you about my experience thus far. Um, I also, I have a job already. So that was also a big blessing um, I got hired when I was still in New Jersey. I don't think I mentioned that on the last pod either, but like I started working to transfer my teacher's license. Um, I would say probably I started working on that in like February because I knew I know the Department of Education or education agencies, they be taking forever to get stuff done. So I was just like, I need to start this kind of early, which I did. Um, I started that process in February. Um, it, it hasn't been a completely seamless transition, um, but I was able to be given a one year. I was given, sorry, a one year um, teacher cert. Um, and this year I will be teaching fourth grade English language arts. Um, so I'm excited about that. I think to finalize my teaching cert, um, I will be. I have to take three tests this year and then I will get my finalized teacher cert. Um, and that doesn't bother me either way because I don't see myself like after I get my doctorate, I'm pretty sure like I'm going to be doing something else outside of the classroom or maybe even outside of public uh, education. Um, so I don't know what the future holds, but I'm cool for now. Um, and I visited my campus uh last week because it's Monday right I visited my campus happy first Monday of August I know I'm late but happy first Monday of August shout out to all you beautiful people on the way 
y'all y'all not on y'all not dropping off the kids yet in Jersey. But if you're listening from Texas, shout out to well, y'all not y'all not I don't know what I'm talking about. Shout out to everybody. If you're on your way from work, if you're on your way to work, if you are just waking up, if you're cleaning the house, whatever it is you're doing, shout out to you. Thank you for listening to the This Is Thirty podcast. I appreciate it. Um, but back to what I was saying. Um, yeah, I start work and I met my coworkers. I saw like my campus and I I don't although I start work this week, the students don't come back to school until the 28th. So that makes me happy. I'll just be in a whole bunch of trainings and meetings and stuff um, until then. So, yes, Houston has been such a blessing. It's been really cool to be you know, be able to just get up and drive to my sister's house or drive to my mom's house since I've been in my apartment. I was staying with my mom before. So it's just been really nice, like being in my family's presence. I have not lived in the same state as my mom since I was 21. Yeah, or 21 or 22. That's when I moved from my mom's house in Virginia and I came back to New Jersey and we haven't lived together since. Like she did come to stay with me during um, like the first uh, three months or so of COVID. Um, she did come to stay with me. But other than that, my mama, like I haven't lived with my mama and my sister, I haven't lived in the same state as my sister, probably since the same amount of time, um, since I was 21, 22. Um, so it's really nice just having them down the street and having my nieces and nephew be able to help me with things or just ask me if I want to go somewhere or do something that makes me really, really happy. Um, so yes. Um, but there was a lot of things like that I wanted to talk about and I hope I get through, Um, them I literally I had previously titled this episode the episode about negativity um, because this episode was planned um, I want to say like a few months ago like right when I just left Jersey because I just have been experiencing some things um, that I just didn't think were cool and I wanted to have a conversation about um, women like um weird women. Um, and I hadn't experienced a lot of things, but I had just, I just think that, um, me and my friends, we often talk about, (laughs) we often talk about women who we think are weird. Um, and, um, I love like girls who are girls, girls, like I love girls who are girls, girls, and just cool, like around everybody. Like, um, I just like that about women who are secure with who they are and like are just nice. And there are some women who I think don't know how to I'm I'm not sure what happened in their past, but they just don't know how to exist in the space of like confident, cool women. And it's like it's like it's troublesome to me. And it's like really weird to see Um I remember I had watched like um, this, I think it was an interview with Brent Fayez. And he was saying like, now when he judges a woman, he does not only judge her based on, you know, how he experiences her. He also judges her based on how 
she navigates around women. So he'll like observe her in spaces where there are other women, if other women gravitate towards her, if she's able to fall in line or if she's like has a stank attitude and just like isolates herself. And I think that that's a pretty great like practice to do because I feel like it can save you from a lot of trouble or a lot of just childishness. And I know women in general, people and relationships were territorial, period. But I think that there are those women who are just like, everything is a problem. Everything is a problem. Like, and I don't know. I just wish like, I wish that some women like, and I've met like a few women in my lifetime where it's like a lot of them will say, I don't have no friends. Or they'll say things like, I don't get along with females. As soon as you say that to me, I'm running. As soon as you tell me I don't get along with girls. Or I don't have, a, most of my friends is males. I don't get along you know. Uh-uh, I'm going, I'm going. I don't, it's not that I get it, but in the same breath, in my experience, this is my experience, those women who, they're like weird, they're weird. That's why they only get along with men because women are not going to exist in friendships with that weirdness. Like women are not going to deal with that. Like, especially like strong women who just like, who are girls, girls, they're not going to be dealing with that because I think that low key, all the women I've experienced that's like that, they're low key, like narcissistic. Like it's very weird. Like it's like they're really into themselves and they think that, it's like not a confidence thing. It's like a above everybody else type thing. And like, it's like, oh, that's why you only hang around men. Cause girls don't like dealing with that. Like, or whatever the case may be, or girls think you're a weirdo. So I don't know. I hope I'm making sense, but like there are, uh, I don't, if you tell me those type of things, I'm usually running from you because I'm like, and even if I don't run from you, I feel like low key, that's just like a, what's that? A sign of some personality that is to come. Um, because I have a lot of male friends, but I need my girls and it's never been a, I like hanging out with boys more. No, like, I feel like if you're a nice woman, you can get along with other nice women. Well, and if you are genuinely a pure spirit woman, other women will receive you well, like, and you can be yourself in those spaces. And like other women won't, they not like, I'm a girl's girl. You know, I like the girls. I not like that, but I love hanging out with my girls. I love hearing their perspective. I love getting knowledge from them. I love multifaceted women. I love hearing what my friends do for work. I just like being elevated. I feel like especially talking to black women from different walks of life and sharing in their experiences, it's lit. It's lit. Get you some girlfriends, girl, who only hangs around the boys who don't get along with women. Get you a good, get you a good, sorry, I thought I saw a mosquito. Get you a good, a good circle of girlfriends. And I promise you, maybe you don't have the right girlfriends or maybe there's something inside of you that has to be, uh, that has to be, um, just rectified like not you know just something that has to be rectified because we can women I feel like 
this is what I think happens sometimes with those kind of girls. I feel like they always sense that women don't like them. And I wouldn't say that I don't like women like that. I would just say that I don't give attention to nonsense. So if you want to act weird, if you want to act stuck up, if you want to act strange, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> and I think all my friends can vouch for that too. Like you standoffish, you weird. Like it's not like nobody has a problem with you. Nobody is angry with you. Nobody even is upset, but you're just going to get ignored. Like I don't have time to be like forcefully making something happen or forcefully um, fixing something that I didn't break. It's just like, yo, be yourself. And like, I don't know, but I guess that's something, you know, everybody has to work on for themselves or the weird girls have to work on for themselves. Um, but on the, on the topic of women, um, this happened m months ago or maybe weeks ago, but I know like India Irie, made some comments that got her in a lot of trouble um, or just got her under the radar about Essence Fest. Um, and, you know, when I heard India Irie's comments, I kind of think I understood what she was saying because if you haven't heard about this, India Irie was low-key. I hope y'all could hear me because I think I can hear me. Anyway, India Irie was low-key complaining. She was, I don't think, so Megan Thee Stallion performed at Essence Fest and so did um, Janelle Monae. You know, Janelle Monae is on this kick like, look at my nipples, look at my nipples, look at my nipples today. Like, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that wasn't really her brand before. So I feel like a lot of people uh, pay attention to it because it's very different for her now. Long story short, they performed and, you know, they got, you know, Megan Thee Stallion performs. They're going to twerk on stage, blah, 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 blah. And my cousin was on stage with her, too. Shout out to Christian. Um, anyway, but, um, yeah, they're going to twerk. They're going to have girls and thongs, whatever. And I and I India Irie responded to that. And she just basically was saying there's a time and a place. And like people was eating her up because they thought that she was critiquing Megan or whatever. Now, for me, what I will say is that I didn't really misconstrue her message. I didn't see her comments and she wrote a lot, which I read all of it. But she I think that what she was trying to not what she was trying, because I think she did a good job. But, you know, people on the Internet will dice and splice what you say, especially if they feel attacked by it. They will dice and splice it to fit a narrative that works better for them. And perhaps we all do that to a certain extent. But I think sometimes it's like take your take your feelings out of it and listen and really comprehend what she's saying. And I think what she was trying to say is that Essence Fest has al always been a wholesome event, like an event that like you could go to with your grandma, your mom, and you, all black women, and y'all would enjoy the show. You could even take your little daughter. Like Essence Fest has really all been about blackness, community, and family. And I think she was just saying like, Yes, twerking and all of that is beautiful, but let's do it. Let's either have a clause, right? 
Let's have a clause like Essence After Dark starts at nine o'clock. It's on this stage, on this side of the, the, the whatever. It's not on the main stage. Or let's have um, this extra activity over here so and then make it a 21 and up type thing so that grandmama and your daughter who might be 12 years old is not in the in the um audience ex being exposed to this to this content and granted kids watch everything everybody everything is for everybody but I I think that that's that's what I got out of her message. I think she was just trying to say, like, we don't have to we don't have to follow the wave to dilute the purpose of a festival, because when we start not even diluting, but when we start not making the correct ramifications, like for certain things, we just present this we present certain things as this is all that entertains us. This is what's popping. And it is, but it's like, it's a time and a place for everything. There is a time and a place. So I could personally see what she was saying. I don't think that she was like attacking them. I think she was just saying like, yo, we got to do Mary, Mary J. Blige. We got to do the good people for the, not the good or eat. And if, and if, not even that, because I just stopped at midpoint, I apologize, but not only that, we could do Meg, but if you want to do Meg, just let Meg know this, this part of the Essence Fest is really for everybody, Meg, so I want you to perform all your stuff, but keep it a little cute, keep it a little cute. When 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 Beyonce performed in Dubai, there were certain things she couldn't do. And she just she stuck to it like she really that that concert, I believe, was like um, very like subtle with the dancing and stuff because she respected the culture. And I think she was she I don't know if she was given direction, but she just respected the culture. And I think that that's what India was saying, like Essence is a brand less Megan and Janelle can perform all they want to but can they respect the brand when they're here like and yes twerking is a part of the black experience bodies blah 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 women empowerment nakedness nudity whatever whatever floats everybody's boats because now it's like everything just is everything now nowadays so I can't even I can't even elaborate on that because it's like, that's a part of life. That's a part of life. That's a part of life. That's always the response. But if you just listen to the basis of what she's saying, like the fundamentals, I think she was just saying it's a time and a place and let's do the essence after dark, not at the Superdome. Let's do it on another stage and let you, it's 21 and up entry over there. That's it. And that's going to be the Meg Thee Stallion show. As uh, it's still uh, anybody could go to that, but our main stage, or if you have again Megan performing on the main stage, just tell Megan do a little twerk, but can we not have you in a thong? Do a little this, but can we have you in something? I don't know. Maybe what I'm saying is crazy, but I think I understood India Irie's points, and I felt like people were really mismanaging her message. Um, and I didn't understand that at all. And I do think that, I think that as black people, we do have to, I don't think it's called being fake. It's like, 
I think that we could have different sectors for different things. The problem is everybody feels like they are in the business Money trumps everything now. So it's like, I, I get it to an extent. Essence Fest is like, Meg The Stallion is going to sell us some tickets. So we don't really care about our core audience who might be coming, who might have been coming to the Essence Fest for 30 years. We need to sell these tickets. So like, yeah, they got to keep the lights on. But in the same breath, it's like, think about your core audience and what they're used to and how this changes the experience for them as well. Because it's like, they probably always thought that and these people are spending like hundreds of dollars sometimes thousands to attend these events it's just like I don't know I just don't think it should be that hard to understand I think that in general I, I also want to be careful when I'm talking about this because I I know that a lot of things that black people do are overly sexualized or like a lot of things that are just culturally like a part of Caribbean culture or African culture that have made its way, like twerking or whining or shaking your behind, those things are looked at as ratchet, where as it's really like just a part of our cultures, it's really normal. But I will say like when those things are done in the Caribbean and you know, even Africa, there's like a wholesomeness to it. Like, even if you whining your waist, you're not in a thong and you're not naked. Like, you're not, it's like anybody, even when you twerking, it's like you're fully clothed. Like, you, you like, I don't know how to explain it, but I think that sometimes America takes things too far. And I also think that there's a misunderstanding of, there's a misunderstanding and a mislabeling of ratchet culture, but I also feel like there are certain um, attributes that lead to those misunderstandings and mislabelings. So I hope at the end of the day, I make sense. I really do hope I make sense. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about, um, let me tell y'all something like, and this might be where I end the pod, but can I tell y'all what I'm tired of? I am really tired of hearing women talk about like, I'm tired of podcasts. <laughs> um, yeah, me on the podcast. I'm tired of podcasts. But I'm tired of he hearing women on podcasts or, in, or on shows. It's mostly podcasts. Talk about all the negative things that they are willing to deal with in a relationship. Where do, they, where do we do that at? What, the, what, I don't understand that. Why would I sit down on anybody's couch in front of anybody's microphone and talk to you about if you cheat, if your man cheats, you leaving? Why am I answering that question? As a single woman or as a woman in a relationship, why am I answering that question if it has not happened? I'm not doing that. And I'm tired of hearing women talk about it because in most cases, She's either saying, in most cases that I've seen, she's saying, I'm going to hold him down. I'm going to hold him down. And then men be like, you a real one. You a real one. You a real one. Or I guess you hear women. I'm sure there's women who say nah. And then they get, some of them, some of them get applauded. Some of them get, uh, you know, what's the other word? What's the opposite of applauded? Some of them get judged. But I just feel like 
please do not ask me what I'm willing to endure. Like, especially when it comes to bad, negative things. We will cross that bridge when we get there. Like, but I'm not, I'm not about to like, I'm not going to tell you in advance what I will forgive you for. Absolutely not. What are we doing? How old are we? Why would I tell you in advance what I will forgive you, sir? That like, I just feel like one, every relationship is different, you know, and every love is different. You know, some guys can be forgiven for certain things, whereas Mr. Piss you off every 10 months, Mr. Don't got a job, Mr. Doesn't take care of his family can be forgiven that easily because it's like you a bum, you a brokey. You don't take care of your family and you out here acting crazy and you out here embarrassing me. He might be gone in the first the first the first um incidents or occurrence, whereas somebody else might not whatever. And once again, everybody's different. Some people just don't play that period. You do it once you're out. Doesn't matter if you have a million dollars. Doesn't matter if you have $50,000. You're out. I just feel like at our big age, in the words of Geraldine, at our big age, I shouldn't be identifying what I'm willing to endure in order to attract you. Because sometimes you hear that from the men. Like, you know, if you're not willing to, it's like you just telling me. Did it. No, 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 no. Why? Why should I give you that? It sounds like too much of a like a green light to me. And I'm not doing that. Absolutely not. I'm not giving you a green light. What are we talking about? Why would I? I just, I feel like for women, like we, we don't have to make a lot of all the women I know, all the women I'm friends with are beautiful women educated women, hardworking women. We don't have to authorize negativity or authorize nonsense in order to attract you or in order to show how real and how understanding we are. That's what the, that's what the relationship is for. That's the relationship is for that, for me to be able to navigate with you and we operate through life and see things as it goes because relationships are real and things happen. But you learn your partner through everyday activities, through everyday decisions. So like, I don't know, I want my future man to be afraid to lose me. I want you to be shaking in your boots thinking about the things that I would be offended by. I want you to be scared, just like I want to be scared as well. But I want you to be afraid, be afraid, because I will leave you. I will leave you. I will not stay with you. That's, that's the only answer I have to any of those questions. I will leave you. I don't know if I'm going to leave, though. <laughs> it's like, nah, I'm leaving you. I'm leaving you. I don't want, and I'm not saying like I want my man living in fear or moving weird because he's just so scared, but move with caution. Move with caution because you are a, repre you are a representation of not only this relationship, but first and foremost, you are, you are a representation of yourself. You're a representation of yourself. So it's like, 
Even like, if you even ask me that question, I might be like, oh boy, please, please. Because I'm going to think, one, you a cheater. Two, you're a weirdo. Or three, I don't know. You, you planning to cheat or something. I don't know. Like, I just think that's weird. But I think that like, me saying you're a men are, we're all representations of ourselves first. So I feel like all the decisions that we make, uh, is this in line with your character? Is this in line with what you want to be known as? Is this in line with what you want your girl to think of you? Is this in line with who she fell in love with? Is this in line with what y'all talked about? If it's not, think twice. Think twice. But yeah, I'm just tired of seeing, I feel like every time I open, not every time, but sometimes when I open pods and stuff, it's like always a woman being asked now, how long you willing to hold your man down? If your man did this, if your man did this, if your man go, no, 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 absolutely not. Um, but yeah, I think honestly, that is all I have today. I really thought I was going to pod for like two hours. I like came in here and I was like, I have so much to talk about. But then I feel like, I also feel like I, I don't know how many words I speak a minute, but you know what? I need to do a little test for that because I think I speak very fast. And even when I like a class that I'm currently in, I like my teacher has us do like, um, like projects where we have to like um, record voiceovers over like PowerPoints and presentations and things. And I, it's so hard for me to, it's so hard for me to like get to the, like, I don't, I don't over, hmm. I do over talk sometimes, but I feel like when it comes to certain things, I know how to like just get straight to the point. So like it's really hard sometimes for me to meet the minimum because I'd be like, I already said everything I needed to say. And then when I think about this is like I had planned to like I really thought I was going to record like a two hour pod. I was like, this pod is going to be so long. I got so much to talk about. And I'm only at 38 minutes like only 38 minutes. Um. But anyway, yeah, guys, thank you for listening to the This Is 30 podcast. I hope that it's not two months, another two months. It's really been two months since I last recorded. Um, and I hope it's not another two months um, again. But y'all know this is kind of like my MO. But it feels good to record today. It feels good to talk to y- y'all. Um it feels good. You know, this is like, like, welcome back to my YouTube channel. I feel like this is like my audio YouTube. Like, and like I said, I think, well, actually, I got to keep remembering, although I've known that I was moving for a long time, I, I only talked about it on the podcast one time. And for some reason in my head, I think that I, I, I have this remembrance that I talked about it multiple times on the pod but I didn't so I'm like I really I think I have been telling people in person although I don't want to really continue my pod that much I do want to keep it when I move to Texas because it may help me with my transition to get my thoughts out 
and to just um you know express myself like wholly so yeah that's probably you know it for why I think recording will be good and yeah I think that'll be great also the third thing because I don't think I ever told y'all three things that I don't like about Houston the heat bro it's hot as hell in Houston literally like it's hot it had, let, let me tell y'all I've officially been here what's today happy August 7th I've officially been here for a month and when I tell y'all it has not rained one time one thada it has not rained one time since I've been here bro that's absurd and when I tell y'all it'd be like over 100 degrees every day it be over a hundred degrees. Like what is going on here? I really don't understand. It be hot. Like it makes me not want to go outside in the daytime. It makes me really not want to go outside. Cause why? You feel me? Like why would anybody want to do that? If you get outside the worst parts of the day, I would say that 12 to the four. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's bad. You get in your car and your body will just start dripping. It's like really crazy. Fall me, please. I cannot wait until the fall. Okay? I can't wait till the fall. Um, but once again, thank you guys for listening to my little rants. Uh, don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend, any mama, any cousin, any daddy to listen to the This Is 30 podcast. Um, you know, another thing I think I said, I don't remember if I said this, but to run, not to run, but to keep my podcast on like feeds, somebody might have to talk to me about this, but to keep my podcast with my, with my host website that I've been, that I use to host it, which is like the host website you pay basically distributes and creates a host. I think a a link for your pod that makes it uh that makes it that makes it compatible with all the podcasts uh podcast listening I don't know sorry guys I'm catching a blank whatever so I have a host I pay this host $14 a month, which comes up to about how much money a year? Like, y'all, I'm always trying to save money. You feel me? And it's like, when you think about it, it's like, what's 14 times 12? It's costing me $168 a year, $14.99, actually. I think that's what it is. $14.99 a month to keep this podcast up and running. And it's like sometimes when I don't record for two months, I'd be like, girl, you think you got money to waste? Like you paying $200 a year to do what? To record once in a blue moon? But the thing is, if I stop the host website, I believe all my episodes get pulled. I had to do some more research, but my preliminary research findings told me that if I stop the pod, that, yeah, if I stop the, if I stop paying my source and I don't have another source, um, it will, 
yeah so i don't know it's like that's where all my episodes are like i'm scared i'm scared i might have to contact somebody to see about it but yeah guys thank you guys for listening i hope you guys have a blessed week um i will try to and i will give y'all more updates um on everything that's going on but um thank you so much and have a good one peace